0: This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And welcome everybody to this episode of Coming Home with John Allen. I am your humble host, John Allen. Uh, Before I get to my conversation with a new friend of mine, I want to make sure you people know that in the description of this episode, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening on another podcast platform, if you look in the description, you'll see a couple of links where you can click in and support the work that I do. Your support is much, much appreciated. I send love right back to all of you. Philip Tyler. Philip Tyler is my guest today, and he has a resume that I can really identify with. We're going we're gonna to get into this, to, to how uh, Philip and I can identify with each other's um, uh, backgrounds and current lives. But uh, Philip is a co-founder of Demand Results Consulting. That's a self-empowerment coaching. Um, uh, business that he has. And he is a former president of the Spokane, Washington NAACP. How you doing? Yes, sir.
1: Man, I, I, I am blessed, John. I've been, I've been waiting on this uh, conversation for some time now. I've uh, mm-hmm. been following your work, uh, been inspired by it and, and I'm ready to have a great conversation.
0: Well, right back at you, Tyler, we have a, uh, a common friend who told me about you. It's gotta be over a year ago now. And just, you know, For whatever reason, it hasn't happened until now, but it's happening now. Here we are, we're having this conversation. Let me kick things off by asking you a question. If I say, in quotes, one note changed my life, can you expand on that phrase, please? Mm, Yeah,
1: wow. Um, You know, I wrote that message uh, in, in, in in a event we had here at gonzaga university um, with dear world and and for those of uh, your listeners who don't know what dear world is it's it's a um, prophetic storytelling uh, venture uh, that allows people to share their personal stories so for me one note uh, changed me and that one note was the uh, suicide note left by my son devin uh, after he took his life by suicide in 2017. And, and when I say that one note changed my life it, it caused me to uh, as as you would say John uh, have some introspection uh, yes it, it caused me to really look at um, evaluate um, adjust uh, and grow as as not only a, a man a black man but a father uh, in how I was living my life um, and and in in his death um, you know devin really taught this at the time 50 year old man uh, how to be better um, at, at expressing himself uh, because I had um, not done so as a father as a man yeah. and I had taught my children sadly uh, to do the same suppress their emotions and hide uh, behind a mask and and oh man that that statement just hits different it does
0: it does and I want to say uh, that I've told you this before, but I want to say it again. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, no parent should ever experience losing their child for any reason, um, yes, as you know. And here's part of this common background, this common thread through life that you and I share. Uh, as you know, I lost my son in 2019 to, to a heroin overdose. And yes, what do you what do you say to because there's a lot of people out there who uh, are very well-meaning, uh, you know, and they wish you the best, and they and they want the best for you, as they do for me in my situation. But sometimes people can say something like, "Give it time, you'll get over it." Mm-hmm. What's mm. your What's your response to to? I'm sure you've heard that or something similar to it. M- what's your M- response many time to that? My brother. Yeah. Get, yeah get used um, or take give it time you'll get used to it or it'll get easier. Yeah. what do you say to that?
1: you know <laughs> first I say you know um, internally right um, I give them grace because you know, most people want to 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 comfort us yes uh, John in, 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 yeah. in our loss
0: yeah and that's why I wanted to, quali- to I wanted to qualify that by saying they do mean well. But yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, please.
1: But they don't. And and what I tell them usually is, you know, you you can never truly get over a loss. No. Right. It, it creates a a hole in your heart um, that will never uh, uh, um, heal. What I, what I tell them is, you know, I know you mean well uh, and I know you mean to comfort me uh, through this. But comfort is an action. Comfort is not simply a statement. So when they say this to me, I hope that they follow up with this consistency in action. If, If they say, oh, well, you know, you'll get over it, give it time. I hope they're checking back with me and ensuring that or determining if time actually did help. And what they come to realize, John, is it doesn't help. It's yeah. different. It changes, but you're you're never over it.
0: You said something that you, that's, you, you yeah. grow through it. Yeah.
1: You know, but you don't get over it.
0: You said something that's very similar to what I say. Um, the loss of my son has put a hole in uh, in my heart, in my very soul, and mm. time is not going to fill that hole. It's always going to be there. I think. The, after after a certain amount of time, the question becomes, how will we who have experienced the, the pain of that kind of a loss, how will we deal with it? How will we apply it to our lives? And will we grow from it?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, you, sir. And, and, and I, I would say this. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm no, sorry. please, please. go uh, ahead. I, I would say this. But for the loss of, of our two wonderful sons, Phil and John aren't here today in, in this podcast. But for the loss uh, of, of your son, I'm not following this proud, strong. And I don't, know, I don't mean strong strength-wise, even though you are. And I'm <laughs> impressed with, with your lifting skills. And that's <laughs> a connection you. we have as well. Thank you. But I mean strong mentally, strong, vulnerably. I I mean, strong in the sense of being weak, weak as in an acronym, W-E-A-K, willing to express adult kindness. You are doing that by sharing out this message, your messages. That's how we get through, not over, through this, by sharing our stories in the hope that it touches one person. Because touching one person can make a difference. And and you've done that for me in watching listening uh to your videos and i'm sure thousands of oh, others thanks man uh, who thank have heard you. And, and said this no brother i, I mean that it, bless you
0: thank you so much and bless you right back you know uh i i have to give all honor for this podcast for me doing this at all i've got to give it to my wife She's the one that told me when I, I mean, it just, it just crushed me when I lost my son. It wasn't unexpected, sadly, but, but it still had the effect that it had. And she's the one that told me to use my voice, literally use my voice, get on the microphone, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and put my story out there and see who I come into contact with and see who comes into contact with me and see what kind of symbiosis of spirit I can start to form with other people. Um, so this is all I, I say. It's all her fault. <laughs> this is all her yeah. fault. But 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 again, you you really nailed it. It's about taking uh, that type of loss, that type of negative experience, and and again, after time, you can't do this the day after. This takes time. But you, if you can get to a point like you have and like I have, to where you can start evaluating yourself. How could you have? possibly influenced your son? How could I possibly have influenced my son that would have possibly led to a different outcome? And it's not about beating yourself up, but it's really about, again, introspection, analyzing yourself and your circumstances, and then taking what you learn and putting it out there. Now you engage, you have a lot of speaking engagements from what I understand. Um, you are literally telling your story. I tell my story peripherally through my podcast, but you're telling your story literally through your own words. How has that been for you? I can imagine it's—you have days that are rough.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, what, what's what's unique is when 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 people say the term uh, John cathartic, right? We we say it's it's this one seminal <sighs> incident. Yeah. Each time I tell my story and share it with an audience. It, it has that effect. It has that impact. and and just like you know, John, each time I tell it, someone will come up to me thereafter and thank me
0: yeah
1: and they'll share a loss that they had yeah and and just the other day I was talking to an assistant fire chief, powerful, masculine
0: yeah.
1: hero yeah who shared that he had a loss by suicide in his family and he had never told anyone about it uh-huh. until he heard my story and man John we, we just broke down we we hugged it out we cried and and that is the power and 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 I'm going to use your words and and I want your your listeners to hear this we because we can't do it that 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 next day right no. but we condition and position ourselves and and this is what you're doing through your podcast this is what I'm trying to do Uh, through speaking engagements. We've conditioned ourselves to be able to go and share this story. We positioned ourselves in a place where others can hear uh, our story and and hoping to connect.
0: And and it's all about, again, creating that circle of giving and taking, giving and taking. Given my story and in return, I'm taking in other people's stories and applying those lessons wherever it fits. (sighs) But let me ask you something here because I think this is something beautiful to talk about. Um, This idea of masculinity being this thing where you should close yourself off, be strong, don't show emotion, don't cry. Um, I won't say that that's what I was taught uh, by any male figures in my life, but I certainly was not taught to be emotional and to share my feelings. What kind of damage do you think that that lack of emotion, that lack of sharing feelings, does to a person. Maybe you can apply it to yourself. But what can you say in general about masculinity?
1: Yeah. First, I, I would say this first, and 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 this is going off again and, and listening to to your podcast originally. Thank you. I would say first of all, John, uh, I don't believe in, in in toxic masculinity. That term, right? I, I believe there's negative behaviors uh, that we have been conditioned. But I, what I say, John, is it's misconstrued masculinity.
0: Because no one,
1: sought, no one sought out to teach John and Phil to suppress their feelings. No one sought out to 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 teach John and Phil that, you know, pick yourself up and, and don't cry in public yeah. and these kind of things. It was how we were conditioned, yeah. you know, me by my father who was a service member, me being in the service myself in the United States Air Force, me being uh, working with the sheriff's office, you working with uh, Chicago P- PD. It, it was conditioned. No one said, yeah. you have to do this. Yeah. So, so, I say that what it does to us is it creates this misconstrued belief set that in order to be a man to be masculine, and you see i'm i'm yeah, articulating yeah, my voice here, yeah. uh, uh, you know, caricature <laughs> is is to somehow not show any uh, sensitivities, yeah. emotions, weaknesses, et cetera. And I think what that does, it creates in us negative coping skills, yes. And those come in in a variety of ways. you know, uh, sadly, for myself and my family, it was a suicide by my son because he didn't feel he could express what he was holding on to. Um, you know, for me, it, 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 it's divorce, you know, uh, because I, I didn't have the ability to 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 express or be sensitive uh, to the issues that were going on with my former spouse. You know, so it it, it does all of these 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 things that create these negative coping skills. But again, I I don't want to frame it in language of today. Uh, um, I agree with here you. today and gone tomorrow. It is simply misconstrued. No one sets out to do, to do those things.
0: I don't think so either, and and I I kind of shy away from using that term toxic masculinity as well because a lot of people as soon as they hear that they've already made up their minds as to what the essence of the conversation is going to be.
1: Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir.
0: But having said that, I think that, or, or let me ask you, what do you think it's going to take to reshape the general idea of masculinity today, to where terms like toxic masculinity are no longer used, at least in the in the in the, at the scope of of its usage currently today?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's conversations like this. It, yeah. it, it is two yeah. adult men with a background that would say. They must be these hyper masculine men. Powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. You're powerlifting and police yeah.
0: work and you're in the Air Force the on military, the US Marines yes. and yeah.
1: They they it it it'll take public conversations like this, yeah. uh, that show uh, that we can uh, exist on a spectrum. Just like uh, uh black men exist along a spectrum, yeah, so do so does masculinity masculinity exists along a spectrum. Yeah. You know, you remember, you, you know, you and I are old enough to remember back in the 70s, you know, brothers was wearing, you know, platform high heels oh, yeah, shoes yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and mascara. And, and, and you know, and, and we would look at that today and go, that, that brother and masculine, what, what <laughs> right, is he doing? Right you, right. you know, but they were willing to express whom they truly were. Right. I right. mean, you, you 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 couldn't get down with, with a setup with, you know, playing acoustic guitar, man. If you ain't slapping the bass or, or, or you know, you know, really riffing, you, you I wasn't master enough, right? right? Right. I think it, it, it is us having this conversation. It's not us being pushed and prodded along by others to say how we have to be. It is us having these vulnerable conversations with one another yeah. in public spaces, uh, and then, as we know, everything is learned from the kitchen table to the living room. If we're not having those conversations from the boardroom to the lunchroom, if we're not having those conversations and expressing and sharing that, nothing will change. But it won't be forced upon us, because because our own intrinsic yes. masculinity. Yeah. Says, well, I ain't gonna do something. Someone telling you can't you tell me, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, it it takes this. It takes engagement like this, John. And and I think when we when we do this, people are listening. I, I tell people this all the time. You are a mentor, no matter if you're engaged in a mentor-mentee relationship, because other men, other brothers are looking at folks like John. Damn, this brother's successful. He's a musician. He's a comedian. He's a podcaster. He's a power lifter. But he can share a story that's sensitive. Okay, well, and, 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 and ain't nobody beating him up about it.
0: Okay, and, and, to me, the same thing. and to me, that's just life. That's just me being who I am. Uh, but as as recently as yesterday, I was talking with someone else in the uh, in the entertainment business, and they you know it was kind of like a getting to know them process, and they expressed that they were shocked that I'm not just a powerlifter because that's what originally uh, uh-huh. caught their eye, okay. and almost right away after the. Se- First or second sentence of our conversation, I started talking about, uh, you know, things that that uh, that that I also love doing. You know, my radio program or or writing. Um, yes, sir. Uh, and then they said, "Oh, you're a writer." I say, "Yeah, I'm. I'm also a singer-songwriter." And they're like, oh, it's, and it." I want it to be. I want to live in a world where those kind of things are not a shock. Yes. I want to live in a world where, and I'm. I hope that by having conversations like this, I'm hoping to create at least the knowledge that there can be a world where men have several different sides where men yes, express sir. themselves uh, without fear you know man uh, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for
1: you, 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 but but you're doing it right right you know my word for for 2022 is is verb right yeah. because it's an action and what you are doing is action I guarantee from that conversation you became a force multiplier whomever you were speaking with went back and went brother can move five plates I'm getting ready to set up 12 places to have a dinner conversation with this cat because he's talking to you. Right? Am I lying?
0: You're not lying. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, another meeting with this person has been scheduled, and we're going to see what kind of collaboration we can do. I'm, I'm going to okay. be kind of closed mouth about it, but it had, that conversation opened their eyes to yes. a, a bigger possibility than what they originally thought because I was not afraid to show them exactly who I am, not just a part point. of who I am.
1: To your point. Conversation.
0: Conversation. I, I want. I want to see more men, more strong brothers, more weak and damaged brothers, more frightened mm-hmm. brothers, having these kind of conversations, no matter where they are in life, because you can always grow from talking with someone who is maybe a couple steps ahead of you, maybe a couple steps behind you, but if you have an open mind, you're gonna gain something. From that conversation, regardless.
1: But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, John. I, I've already talked to 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 uh, fellows in, in in Spokane, my community here, and said you 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 got to tap into this coming on podcast.
0: Oh, thank
1: and, you, man. And they were like, Tell me about that." And I said, <laughs> "Oh man, you got this this brother was a powerlifter. Oh man, yeah, I don't power lift anymore, Phil." I said, I, "I know you don't. It's not about that, though. <laughs> and you know, see, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to have them put that box around around John. Then go, oh." oh, so it's about, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. let me tap in. let me see what
0: he's talking well, about. Here's a good example. I was invited to speak um, about health uh, in front of a class, a class of, um, they were maybe 15 and 16-year-olds here in Norway at a school, and they wanted me to talk about health. And they had prepared a list of questions, and they wanted to ask me the questions first, and then my lecture uh, or seminar would be based on the questions that they asked. Mm. All the boys were asking me stuff about powerlifting and diet and this, that, and the other. And I answered those questions, but as quickly as I could, I turned this discussion about health into something that's not just about your physical or your nutritional health or strength sports. I turned it into Mm. this. Where are you mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Let's talk about self-image let's talk about influences and what pushes you one way or another as a young man. You see what I'm saying? That's the message that I want to get out there. And I don't fault those children for focusing only on that one thing. But I think there's a point to be made there, which is exactly what you were saying. Uh, We have to have these kind of conversations so that masculinity in all of its forms is better that's understood right. not just by women and our and our our daughters and sons out there, but by our brothers, other men, mm. because some of us yeah, just that's... haven't. You know, if if you had that domineering father who told you to be tough, who told you not to express yourself, that's the way you're gonna live until you are shown the, the that there's more to it than that. Am I right? That's right,
1: that's right. Yeah, and and you get those mentors. I, I, I call them shadow mentors. And and, and I, to to, the, to your point. Even if we're not engaged in this mentor mentee relationship, John and Phil, I'm watching what John's doing. I'm listening. And like I say, when I when I listen to these podcasts and I say, Yes, evaluate, adjust and grow. Man, he he that is what I was doing. I didn't have the words to put to it. Now I do. Well, that's a good and point. You, and you can believe that I'll be using that commentary, you know. So long as it's not copywritten, uh, to, <laughs> not to share my story, right? Because I had to, <laughs> I had to evaluate and adjust and grow who I was, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, and, and that's a good point that you make. Um, uh, it everybody needs a mentor. You could be the most popular. You could be uh, what's that guy's name? Tony Roberts.
1: Yeah, Tony Robbins.
0: Robbins, Robbins, I'm sorry. You could be Tony Robbins, but I guarantee you he has a mentor. He has somebody who gives him a debrief every once in a while. And none of us is tough enough, none of us should be arrogant enough to where we just stiff arm any opportunity to learn. That means you have to be open and you've got to see your lessons. Mm. They don't always have to be laid out right in front of you, but if you have an awareness for those things, you're going to pick up on the lessons to be learned. You know, I'm going to find Philip Tyler and get in contact with him and add him to my list of mentors, you know. Uh, you yes, keep sir. talking yes, about sir. everything you've learned from me, but I'm also learning from you, you know. Okay. Um, there's there's a, there's a symbiosis. There's a shared history. There's a shared today that you and I have. And I and I, I think talking with you like this is is... You know this is step one of ten thousand. There's thousands of other brothers out there that need to have mm-hmm. these kind of conversations, so
1: yeah, for sure yeah. For sure
0: so you you're out there spreading spreading the word about me up in spokane maybe i need maybe I need yes, a, sir. <laughs> maybe I need a <laughs> visit out there
1: <laughs> yes sir yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, listen, let me ask you this um and this is kind of a a sidestep away from, you know, dealing with loss and whatnot and and masculinity, but it's a a part of your background that I'm very curious about. How did you get involved with the NAACP and rise to be the leader uh, that you were? Yeah. yeah. Tell me about
1: that. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So, you know, I'd always know my my mother, um, when my mother and father uh, divorced when I was a young child, my, my mother raised, you know, us four kids, me and my three sisters, and my mother, uh, she was kind of a militant, you know, if if, if if I wouldn't have known, I would assume she was probably with the Black Panthers back in okay. her day, I'm not certain, you know, but <sighs> she she always knew about the NAACP, and she had told us uh, about it, but, you know, as I watched, just like we we're talking about today, what I saw was they were only there when an event happened, and then they faded into non-existence ah, yes. when the cameras and lights went off, and ah. I was kind of disheartened by that, you know, as a young man growing up. And then Trayvon Martin happened. Yeah. And yeah. as a father, you know, in the sheriff's office at the time, I had to have the talk.
0: Sure. You know, and John the sure.
1: talk, and yeah. and and my boys and my daughter said, "Well, Dad, we we know all the deputies and the officers. We, 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 they're not going to treat us like that." And I said, "I understand that, but but." What if you're in a car with some other kids and, and they act up and they don't see you and they don't know you? I don't want that one mistake. Right, right. To be a knock on my front door yeah. at 2 a.m. or midnight and those kind of things. And I told my mom that and I was really disheartened and I was upset when I was talking to her, uh, yeah. John. And she said, boy, my mom's a, a Southern Belle. She said, boy, <laughs> well, then stop talking about it and go be about it. Oh, and I said,
0: beautiful, okay. beautiful.
1: Okay. So. I went down to the meeting. I, I sat in the meetings. I listened. Um, and, and just so happens uh, the, the, the organization was going through a lot of transition uh, with, with, with a uh, previous leader who had reported herself to be a black female, but she wasn't a black female. Gained let's not even say attention. her name. I know exactly. Yeah. Nope, but let's not even say her name. Yeah. And so we were trying to rebuild out of there and, and a lot of members were leaving. We were trying to recruit more. And, and, and I, at the time, I was uh, just on their criminal justice committee, and I stepped up to be their vice president. Uh, and then, when our president, whom was my mentor at the time, left, I, I then uh, stepped in and got voted into okay. that position there. And 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 here's what's funny about that, John: my whole um, job uh, in that was to rebuild the the trust, uh, the the reputation. Of the organization, because there was some damage. There was some damage. Big damage, big time damage, and 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 to engage with those groups that we hadn't historically uh, at the time uh, when I took over engage with. And what I mean by that is, where where I live in Spokane, it's ninety six percent white. Yeah. Um, four percent minority, and that's that's a combination. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Black, uh, Native American, uh, Marshallese, go on down the list. Yeah. And what I found was that there was this mindset that we only need to be uh, um, engaged with the black African-American churches. And I said, well, uh, but if our membership doesn't reflect that, then we're missing a demographic that we can tap into right. and really be a resource for us, you know? Uh, well, we don't want to be involved with police, even though, Phil, you're you're one of the good ones. Now, now, John, we have we heard that conversation before somewhere? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not you, but the others. Uh, absolutely. And so yeah. I said, but we can't yeah. have that mindset because if we do that, then we become the very monster that we're trying to fight. Well, isn't and it? So about... I started engaging. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. With please. these conversations, yeah. with these different groups, and then building it and building it. Yeah. And we exponentially expanded the, the 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 growth of the organization. Started engaging with 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 different churches. You know, there were there were a percentage of our membership, John, that were not spiritual. Yeah. So I said we can't ignore them. Right. There right. were there were there were members of our organization that were Native American. Right, and if we're only going to engage with the African American churches, what are we saying to our Native American brothers and sisters that are there with us? Well, what I'm so hearing, I try to expand and
0: that. what I'm hearing in all of this is that you are an advocate for gaining as many legitimate allies as possible, yes, and sir. I think that that is an important part, especially if you're a minority organization such as the NAACP, or if you're a minority person. It can get lonely if you don't look outside of your demographic because there are people out there. I'll say this. A lot of people spend a lot of time telling white people to be quiet about black American issues. I understand that, but I would rather take that energy and look for those white people who are in the majority, who are the the string pullers and the ones that have the money. I want to find those people who are willing to do the work and make them an ally and help lift my cause forward. It sounds like that's exactly what you were thinking.
1: Yeah. And and we were at a time when we were getting um, um, attacks and harassment by um, racist groups. And and there were some within the organization when I was leading it that didn't wanna engage with our law enforcement brothers and sisters. Right. But they were coming to our meetings voluntarily, yeah. some in uniform, some out of uniform. And what I said to them was, wouldn't you rather have a partnership with your law enforcers yeah. who are in our space yeah. in case someone was to come there and assail or assault us? You know, we didn't, you know, I I had a concealed permit and I, I carried yeah. all the time, um, but our membership didn't oh. as, as a as a general principle but wouldn't you want to have a relationship with them? Right. Right. You know, and, and so it was, it was odd, but we, we, we built it out and we built it up and, and that's really how I got, I got deeply involved in it. Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I, I, that's always made me sad when um, we see a lot of black brothers and sisters who automatically just close off any dialogue to be had with law enforcement and I'm the first to admit there are severe, serious problems with law enforcement and the sure. way it's practiced. Um, there is a, a serious and severe issue to be to be handled when it comes to um, uh, uh, the inequality of the application of law. You know, if we take it up above yes, law enforcement and go to the judicial level, there are things that yes. need to be fixed there. However, absolutely. We, who are outside of the, you know, you're currently a police officer. Uh, I'm a former police officer. So me, as someone who is outside of the judicial uh, process, outside of the policing process, for me to just count all of them out and not keep my eyes open for allies, that mm-hmm. is what, that allyship is what is going to bridge these gaps, which is going to lead to productive change.
1: Yeah, yeah. To me, to and, me it's and, and simple. I, I don't. I don't. I don't practice the law enforcement profession any longer. I'm now. I'm. I'm uh, a crime prevention education officer with Gonzaga University.
0: I'm sorry. But, I didn't know that. I thought you were but, still active. Okay. It's no. Okay. No.
1: Yeah. No. But. But to your point, okay. though, yeah. um, with the disparities in the system, that is accurate. But yeah. there's also disparity in 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 the victims of gun violence. Yes. Perpetrated by people that look like Jonathan. Yeah. On other people that look like Jonathan yeah. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. And and and. Whom is going to respond to those things if we don't have a trusted relationship? Exactly. Who, exactly. Who is willing to report those incidences if we don't develop a trusted relationship? Exactly. Now, now you, you often hear this this commentary, John. Well, you know, we we can chew gum and walk at the same time. Well, then the, the, here's a stick of bubble gum. Get get to walking, right? <laughs> because we can we can want effective police reform. And we can still uphold yes. good law enforcement.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and again, uh, you know, to, to me, it's real easy to, to talk about these things. To me, it's real easy to approach these things. But unfortunately, there's so many years of adversity, so yes. many years of trauma uh, that that get in the way of people having this dialogue. What are your thoughts along those lines? What can be done to foment this necessary dialogue between the judiciary and the policing with the black community that's and a tough criminal question justice i know
1: system is, is is so so uh, deep and layered right it is. because it is. There, there 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 is definitely uh disparities uh with with negative law con- law enforcement contact with 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 um non-white citizens yeah but but there's also uh, uh, um, acknowledgment that we have to make that it's not simply the first touch as you as you astutely pointed out it's the criminal justice system as a whole yeah you know including john uh, um, the jury system now now uh, now, now watch this uh. john have you ever known a brother or sister who got a jury summons and did whatever they could do to get out of that yes absolutely more often Yet we than cry, not more often than not, yet we let, yet we cry for a, a jury of our peers. Yeah. If you are not participating in the process, how are we ever going to get that? But you if know, you are not modeling, it is a civic duty to do that. How are we not modeling that? Then then secondly, the 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 judicial system has to start with getting more attorneys of color, public defenders, uh, prosecutors, yes, getting yes. more on the bench. Uh, of 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 color right yeah all the way up yeah. through as we are seeing now perhaps the first african-american woman yes. nominated to our highest yeah. court in in, yeah. in in the nation here um but on a lower level you have to be policing is not just about the uniform it's about you and i too yeah if we see negative actions going on and we don't report that be a good witness uh be, 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 be a be a good uh, uh bystander yeah then how do you you, you, you get effective engagement? Right. And then when those those, those those community events happen, here's what we did with the NAACP. We invite uh, our law enforcers. And we do this to start a relationship, John, because I don't wanna to have to continue to invite John, uh, Officer John to an event. Officer John should, based on our relationship, connect and understand that uh, maybe there's other events coming up hmm. that I will voluntarily show right. up to. I know right. if I invite you, and you don't show, you're gonna lose some political capital. Right. So more times than not, you're gonna show up. What I want you to do is create a commitment out of compliance culture, right? I want you to commit, commit and then come and be part of that. And when you do that, it starts to change that mindset.
0: Well, it builds trust, <clears> for <throat> one. Bingo. And, it widens, and trust it, widens, it widens the path of dialogue as well. Say it, yeah. say it. Yeah. Trust
1: begets a conversation yeah. and some honest communication. Yeah. And and that's how I think it starts, John. Uh, um and but we both have to do that right it is yeah. not uh it's a, a one way street path. it's two way no, it's right? two way absolutely if they are having a a book drive and it's and it's put on by your local troopers deputies uh, officers be part of that be part that doesn't mean you're running around carrying the flag and doing this it just means they are part of your community too yeah uh, you you know yeah. because we, you when john took the uniform off you were still John. That's right. That's right. Right?
0: It's like I always like to say, nobody has ever been harmed by dialogue. Mm-mm. It's either You'll either come out of it ambivalent, which may be cause for one to have a little introspection, if you're ambivalent <laughs> after any level of dialogue, but it will cause you to either be ambivalent or take you a step closer to that other part with whom you were conversing. Yeah that's the yeah. outcome
1: regardless Look, I, it is and and i love your 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 knowledge and your history cuz as i watch your podcast right we 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 can go all the way back to the federalist papers right yeah. james madison federalist 10 where he talked about factions and this is where we're at in in a nation and maybe globally right we see this geopolitical nonsense going yeah. on right now yeah but you don't you don't defeat factions by silencing no either side no you, you defeat it by giving them voice. And in doing yeah. so, one or the other may realize my position may not be wholly correct or their position may not be wholly correct. Yeah. And we might find just that little bit of overlap that begins to change yeah. this factionalized behavior.
0: Yeah. Well, it, again, it, it just boils down to dialogue. Don't be afraid of dialogue, people. That's my message. Uh, one of my messages that I want people to get out of this, don't be afraid of dialogue because at the worst, you're going to be ambivalent, which I hope then stimulates a little introspection, which then may may bring you back to the table for dialogue. So, mm. yeah, uh, let, let me let me ask you something about your um, your coaching. Um, uh, I'm sorry. What? Let me find the name. Uh, Demand Results Consulting your consulting. Yes, tell Tell me a little bit about that plug away i yeah. want you i want you to think, <laughs> think, think of this as free advertising but but in all seriousness I, I would imagine that this is a big part of uh your identity I, I would imagine this is another arm if you will of your reach where you can reach out and help people yeah. and affect the world tell me about it
1: absolutely yeah so so my wife and i uh meg DeMann uh is my wife's name um we, we we do this um jointly and what we we found and and you could you could attest to this too Organizations are really good with promoting from within. And we want that, right? We want to see people come up, from, rise up from the ground up, right? When I was with the sheriff's office, uh, I started as a corrections deputy, rose to the rank of sergeant, then became the first African-American lieutenant in their sheriff's office history. Oh, from within. congratulations. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. But what we found in these organizations is They don't do a good job setting those leaders up for success. What they say is, you know, John was great moving widget A to location B. Right. And so now John can manage all 30 employees who move widget A to position B. But we didn't give John those skills, particularly those communication skills, those people skills, because as leaders go up, it's not about the task, it's about the communication, the tenor, the connection, the relationships. And so what we found is we need to build and help them build successful leaders through the skills of communications. Uh, and, and we do this in large and small organizations, um, small groups of people. And we believe it's a skill set that you can use in the office and out of the office, right? In, in yeah. An example is we, we try to create an environment where people are more specific in their conversations. Um, I use the example of myself, right? Uh, raising teenagers. Right, oh and I boy. would say to my my <laughs> my team boys, right, when they were young, hey, uh, Devin, go down and clean your room, and they would disappear downstairs, and five minutes later, they were they would emerge from the basement. Okay, Dad, I'm done, and you know, you and I probably agree with this. We trust, but we want to verify. Right. right, absolutely. So I walk, I, I would walk downstairs, John, and, and turn the door handle, open the room door, and I was transported to Louisiana, to, <laughs> the circuit circuit uh, Hurricane Katrina. Right, there was stuff everywhere, but his dirty clothes were put in his dirty clothes basket. Okay, yeah, because I wasn't specific enough as a parent, right? Clean your room, son, and by that I mean put your dirty clothes in your hamper, tie up all your Xbox cords and cables, put your shoes in the closet, make your bed, bring up any dirty dishes. Yeah, and when I started to become specific in that, when he would go down and emerge, miraculously, the room was done. And I I use that analogy for work, right? If I tell John, hey, I need you to get this task accomplished and John goes and does it and I come back and it's not to my liking did I set John up for success or should I have been more specific in that communication so that's kind of what we 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 do in these these processes right
0: I'm just thinking how much more productive any business or any office setting uh can be with that kind of coaching
1: oh the clarity of
0: messaging from leadership to employee yeah yeah that is a big issue in a lot of places yeah
1: It's huge in in, anywhere you work, right? Any relationship, specificity. And and then we talk about, you know, how how we can change and we don't use masculinity as an example, but you've had those bosses or supervisors that would say, you know, do this because I said so. And if it's a man, they put the thumbs in their belt loop, pull it up like that. Right. I'm just brutally honest, John. (laughs) Well, what about just being honest without the brutal part? This this
0: misconstrued masculinity. That is so well said. What about right? being honest without the brutality? Yeah. And when it's when it's laid out that way it should be the of course everybody should be like ah of course. It,
1: there but, it is. They get that
0: epiphany. <laughs> well, but unfortunately not everybody. Some people they dig in their heels and you know that brutal honesty gets even more brutal and maybe even a touch of dishonesty comes in because people feel mm-hmm. insecure and they need to cover that somehow. I and say, and I that's
1: say. and that's part of the conversation too, right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. He, he, sometimes being a good leader is recognizing that, you know, uh, a, a good employee, whether it's a, a a worker or a supervisor, is two sides of a coin. Yeah. Their aptitude, can they do the work? You hired them for their skill set. Can they do it? Yeah. But the other side is their attitude. And would you want a an employee that every day you flip the coin, John, and get? A good attitude one day, <laughs> and on the next day you get a good good aptitude. You yeah. want the, both sides of the coin where you're not yeah. having to flip it. Yeah. But sometimes if you realize even if John has the aptitude to do it, if his attitude isn't good, I may have to cut ties. Right. That's how we. That's how we deal with cancer. Yeah. Well, Before it well, masters, metastasizes, yeah. got to cut it out. And sometimes, unfortunately, we have to do that in organizations as well. Yeah. And we have those conversations as well. Yeah.
0: Do you find yourself that? When you are in the process of coaching or consulting, uh, and you see your client grow, but you also see yourself growing, can you talk about that? Ab-
1: absolutely. That's that's one of the things we say when we go into these conversations. Look, we are all adults here, uh, and 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 I come from the service background, even though my spouse doesn't. But you can you can speak to this. Steel sharpens steel. I'm going to to talk about something that you may not know, but you may come back with some information that I don't know, and I'm gonna be sharing that. Just like I said, I'm gonna come and take from what I watched, evaluate, adjust, and grow, and make that part of my communications now, right? That is that steel sharpening steel. So every time we engage in adult learning, interaction, facilitation, we each have something to learn from each other. And I think that sets the, the communication up, John, for more receptiveness.
0: Yes. If I come in there and say,
1: I'm the expert, I'm the pro, you don't know what you don't know, I'm going to tell you, I might shut off a group of people immediately. (laughs) Or if I come in there and say, we're going to be co-facilitators in this conversation. I don't mean by that you're going to come up, stand in front of the audience and and do the presentation. What I mean is we're going to be sharing out together in a group that you may have information that might help those sitting right next to you that you other wouldn't wise have a conversation with.
0: So watching others grow can cause the teacher to grow, just as much. That's one thing it, I've learned. It that's what I. That's it should what, it, cause it should. The teacher, it right. Should. Yeah. It, again, if you have that, um, if you have that curious mind, you know, I never go into any kind of, uh, you know, if I'm going to do public speaking or lecturing, whether it's for high school kids or for adults, uh, if I'm uh, uh, doing fitness training for somebody, health coaching and whatnot. I'm always open. There's always something in that person's story or in the way. Uh, it, it could be that I grow in the sense that maybe I formulate myself a little bit more clearly. You know, because yes. again, like you say, you, we can't, you know, when we give instructions and if the instructions are not carried out as we thought they should, maybe it's in the messaging. So there's there my go. opportunity to learn something about how I'm presenting my wishes. Yes, so. sir. It's growth. It's evaluate, growth. adjust, evaluate, and growth. Growth. adjust, and then I'm, grow. I'm telling you, that's yeah. my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Maybe I need to copyright that. You can, you can get grandfathered I, in. You I can think get that grandfathered. Go ahead and use it. Okay,
1: <laughs> man, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> oh man, listen. Let me ask you this. We got about 15 minutes to go. What, what's yes, coming up for you? You seem like a man who's always in motion. Uh, you have, you know, you're a doer. You know, verb is your word for 2022. Uh, what's coming up for you this year? What are you looking to be, what are you looking wow. to grow into?
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I've got some, some, some speaking engagements that you spoke with. I, I'm, I'm traveling down uh, later this month to an uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention conference in Houston um, to, to, to learn some more uh, about that. Uh, and then I'll travel to Chicago in um, April uh, to give about a 15-minute TED Talk style talk about lost survivors, as we were yeah. talking about, sharing my story, yeah. um, and then I'll be in a long-term law survivors uh, conference in Cleveland, uh, the following one. So, so those are three uh, really uh, big things coming up. And with our consulting, we're hoping to engage with a large county organization here uh, that has merged two different departments, oh. who, who historically maybe kind of did this cross paths, okay. okay. and, and we're, we're we're trying to to connect them here. So, that that's 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 where I'm going. Uh, John, work-wise, um, personal—you uh, know—I really want to want to get back to, uh, as you spoke about, my my physical health and my mental health, right? I, yeah. I, I see a counselor from time to time uh, yeah. when I when I'm when I'm feeling that 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 angst or those struggles, and, and I want to I want to marry that up with with my physical yeah. uh, health as well. You know, I because the two are intertwined. As, as you know. The physical oh, and mental are
0: they're hand yeah, in hand, yeah. hand in hand.
1: Hand in mm-hmm. hand, you know, I I was a power lifter. You know, I I didn't compete in the weight class. You did, um, yeah. just a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, but but you know, but for a time there, I just I just lost my motivation to do it. Yeah. Uh, particularly after the loss of my son, and and my mindset wasn't where I thought it should be. So getting those two back together, and and you know, obviously, you know, you have this syndemic of mm-hmm. uh, of the coronavirus, <sighs> mental health, and depression, isolation. Yeah. You know, coming together. And, and, and so coming out of that, you know, what that looks like yeah, uh, yeah. Is, is my great challenge. And I believe that, you know, we're, we're going to be one of the most resilient populations ever. Oh, absolutely. If we can come out of this darkness absolutely. with some positivity. And, and and my hope is, John, that coming out of this, we realize that this, what we're doing today, is one of the most important things that we can do for one another, have that communication. and And I don't mean... The, the uh, capacity to communicate, right? Text and, and, and email and, and Snapchat and all these things. I mean, either having a video call like we're doing today yeah. or, or watch this. If someone texts John, and this is what I tell our class when we leave our, all of our classes. Here's how we want you to change the dynamic of communication. Here's how we want you to change the dynamic of engagement. The next time someone texts you, pick up the phone and call them back. And then you report back to us next week what happens. And here's what happens. We, we get calls like this. Hey, Phil or Meg, I text back my mother uh, after, or called my mother back after she texted me. And instantly she said, what's wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> and, and I said to them, she, you know, I'm okay. I just want you to know how important you were to me. And I want to call you and let you, man. And people just get this, this prophetic change because if I take the time to pause yeah. and call you back and say, John, you're important enough. You don't say those words, but you know, it's important enough for me to call right. and let you know that I've got your text. But, and but, but want there's to nothing wrong some- with Ooh. saying those,
0: but there's nothing wrong with saying those nothing words. Wrong saying, too. Hey,
1: absolutely. You are absolutely right. Yeah, you are yeah. absolutely right, my friend. And it and and yeah. people just are amazed at the change. I guess uh, I've that occurs. never
0: I guess I've never thought of it, but but I I'm I, I'll pick up the phone and call people. Norway is a Norway has some cultural things that um, are quite different uh, okay. f- from from the way we're used to doing things in the, in the U.S. It's a little bit more distant. It's a little bit more respecting of the personal space. So when I do things like what you say, if someone texts me, I'll be like, oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in months. I, and I will pick up the phone. Yeah. And say something. Or if they post something interesting on 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 social media, I'll pick up the phone and call that person. I don't really think of that process, but when you put it into words like that, I mean that's just another example of stirring up the good that's floating around in the world. Circulating the good, you know, and spreading it around a little bit.
1: And I and I guarantee you, John, you were their mentor because they probably did the same thing the next time they well it's it's hmm. it's it's, it's well, I mean, yeah let me call phil yeah you know yeah. it's contagious and, and so it's again contagious. speaking to how how we change this misconstrued masculine that might be one of them hey brother i, I saw your text
0: man right. what's, what's good how, how right. are you
1: right oh no i'm good though. i just wanted to know why. Oh, cool i just want to hear your voice mother you know i i just called sure my uh,
0: i just called my the guy that i've known longest uh, since i've been here in norway i've known him for what, 20 21 years now 20 20 years now uh almost from the first uh, first day I started working here in Norway uh and we developed into to good friends uh you know he's godfather to my children uh he's written in our will if something happens to me and my wife he's going to take care of our children and uh it's been a while since I actually spoke to him I picked up the phone about 15, 20 minutes before we did this episode and called him up and me being the, the country American that I am, I told him I loved him and he being the hey. Norwegian that he is, he got real uncomfortable, but, but he told me in so many words that he loved me back. And I think, wow. I think we need to do more of that. And this isn't just for men. It's for people. It's for humanity. No, it's put, in general. Put, yes. put more of the good out there so that you stir it up and, exp- and, and just let it circulate a little bit. We all have our man, circle see, see, of friends. Let it go, let it you, let you, it bleed out into into our circle of friends and influences.
1: You started our conversation by saying we have this connection that we didn't know, but there was this innate, inherent connection. Look what you just uh, 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 admitted to. You were doing the very things that I was speaking yeah. about thousands of miles away. Yeah, think about that. That, that is this connection that's that beautiful. we have. That's and that's it, beautiful. It, it, is, it is absolutely beautiful and and it it is it is it is two people changing the way uh uh, uh, we are we are connecting with one another one
0: conversation at a time and it it can change the world i believe that i think you're probably you 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 are made i mean you you have quite the quite the colored past and you've done a lot of different things as far as work in the past but with you being a consultant or a coach now man you're tailor-made for that because you put so much positivity out there and you put words on the positive things that people just think about. You put words on it, which then causes people to become more aware of those good things. At least that's what it's doing for me.
1: Oh, and if, you, if, if, if that.
0: that's what you're doing now in your consulting business, you're just spreading a lot of love out there to, to, to people in the corporate world. And otherwise, uh, you're just putting the love out there. And that's what we need more of. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's I have two business. I have two things, two favors I wanna ask of you as we as we close this out. Uh, I'm gonna say three words, and I have everybody do this. All of my guests do this. I'm gonna say three words okay. and then I want you to finish the sentence. just one sentence, okay. Mm-hmm. Philip Tyler is.
1: Wow. Oh. Philip Tyler is changing the way men are being interpreted by society.
0: That's a hell of a sentence right there.
1: Yeah.
0: That's powerful. Do you feel that you carry a lot of responsibility with that? Philip Tyler is changing the way men... Are what did you say the men are the way men are perceived in society? Yes. Is that a heavy load to carry?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But my hope is John that every time uh, we have a conversation such as this, um, you take a little bit of that burden onto yourself, so yes. my load becomes a little bit lighter, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, because if if Philip Tyler is doing it, and oh, they see John Allen mm-hmm. Reese doing the same thing, my load is lightened. Yes. John goes out and and, and speaks it into. Uh, uh, Jim, Jim takes that little bit away and your load is lightened And, and over time, whew, we can relax our shoulders. I'll say this. And the though. burden isn't as heavy.
0: Well, I'll say this as well. Uh, the burden may grow with time because as you touch more people, there's certain responsibilities, you know, to continue the dialogue and whatnot. And that can actually add to the load. But if I can put this into a powerlifting perspective, which I do all the time when I'm counseling people, as you carry that load... What does a load do for you? When I put, you know, however many kilos on my back and start squatting, the weight may not change. But with time, that weight will get lighter. In other words, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? I'm conditioning myself to be more sturdy and steady for that load, which will then make me progress and grow. Yeah. Which means I can tolerate an even bigger load and so on and so forth. Okay. I love that. Yeah. you I know, so, you know but, but you're not wrong in what you say, because I take that as well, because when you share these things, yes, the load does become lighter. But with you being the well-respected and influential person that you are, uh, and you may not even see it because you're probably stronger than you think. But that load is growing with time. The more people mm-hmm. you touch, yeah. the, the more that load is going to grow. But that's not a bad thing. The more that no, load no, grows, no. The, the more the load grows, the more you can grow.
1: Okay, okay. Let, let me challenge this this with you, with John. But we always need a spotter.
0: Uh, absolutely. Who, who did I tell okay. you? Who did, yeah, and <laughs> we who can't do I, it alone, and who, right? And who yeah. did I tell you is the reason why I'm even on this microphone? Yes, My wife. Yeah, best, your wife, that's best, right. Best that's spotter right. I've ever had.
1: There you go. Yeah. And actually, we like, need that mentality that we're doing it all alone. We, we, even the powerful power, lift like yourself, needs a spotter.
0: Well, it yeah. actually, <laughs> in, in, in real terms, she actually is my best training partner ever. When we were living, okay. when we were living in the States, I was bodybuilding then. And she was the best training partner I had. She helped me keep the right mindset. She pushed what? me through training, helped me get ready for all my bodybuilding competitions. So
1: see, look, look at that connection. My wife was a bodybuilder.
0: Oh, how about see, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> How much is it? I need to get a plane ticket and just get just man. get. Out of
1: here. <laughs> Listen, let me I ask. Mean, there's, you. there's, 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 This is, you know, some things are destined to happen. Something some, <laughs> you, you can't say. Hey, we appreciate the connection that 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 yeah. that our mutual friend did on social media, but this is yeah. bigger than that.
0: I think it this is was, this bigger was something than something
1: else that was destined to happen.
0: I think it is bigger than that. I um, I I know it's bigger than that. Uh, l- yes, listen, re- real quick. We we have we have three minutes left. Um, here's the second thing I'd like to ask of you. Um, you are quite the. You just you you're a beautiful person. You you are a, a genuine, loving brother with good intentions. Uh, I'm sure that putting messages of positivity out there is. That's your life. That's nothing you even have to work for. Can you formulate? some sort of message just maybe a minute long and put something out there that my viewers and my listeners can take with them and it'll help get them through the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months. Can mm, you say something yeah. that, that they can take with them? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. Man. I, 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 would say-
0: I, I asked, I asked the, I asked the heavy things to be done.
1: Yeah, no, no, that 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 is that is a good that is a good statement. I would say, you know, you you are I start with this. You are enough. You are enough and everything you do will have impact even in the face of critics. But I leave your listeners with this. Never take critique for someone you wouldn't otherwise go to for advice. Mm. and you'll be successful, right? When John critiques me, I would go to John for a so I'm going to take that. But if the general person uh, is critiquing you, not knowing you, not ever engaged with you, not ever willing to have a conversation with you, don't allow that to impact you. You are enough.
0: I love it. Wise words from a wise man listen everybody before i sign off here i want you all to uh remember you can go into the description of this episode find the links where you can contribute and help lift me along on my journey listen philip you uh i call you friend i call you brother we're not done yet um Eventually, I'm going to get home to visit my people back in Ohio, and it's just a plane ticket out there to the West Coast where you are. It it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. Man. This is this is the first day of the rest of our friendship and our brotherhood, Philip. I, I I love you to death, man. I love the work that you're doing. Um, you and I share a lot, and I'm I'm a better man for it. Thanks for lifting me up yeah. on my journey. Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks for lifting me, and thanks for the spot, brother.
0: Philip Tyler, everybody.